Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing concerts on credit, evaporating assets, and can you afford me now? Can you hear me now? I don't know if folks got that, but we definitely are going to be talking about cell phones later slogan. on during this episode. But yeah, man, this is our Friday flight, and we're going to cover a bunch of different stories that we came across this week and how they're going to impact your money. But real quick, man, let's uh, let folks know that we finally have gotten our hot of money socks here in the office. Actually, they look so good. We feel so good. Oh, they're awesome. I was going to say that we just got them in, but we've actually had them for a few weeks. But (laughs) We've been moving. So yeah, we've moved. They've been in the box, but now they are ready for prime time. They look so good. And podcasting is not a great medium to share how something looks. And so (laughs) we'll make sure to post a picture of them over on Instagram. Go give us a follow at How to Money Pod. Maybe in our newsletter too, we'll share the pic. 
Exactly. And by the way, we've already got the socks in the mail to all of the folks who we chose, who, who gave us money tips. Uh, we celebrated that. Up, that was episode 500. A long time ago. It was a while ago. <laughs> and I'm ashamed. Like, we were really hoping to have those socks done by the then. The design just took forever. Well, the process. We wanted going, to get it right. Going back and forth. Yeah. And that is exactly it. We wanted to make sure that they were socks that we would be proud of wearing. And we got a sample of some crummy ones. And oh. we should put a picture of the crummy <laughs> ones next to the good ones. Dude, the crummy ones are terrible they like they suck they don't even deserve to wipe your <laughs> dirty table down you know they were that bad they're, i mean they're comical they're they're so funny and we we still have them around because it just makes us feel so much better about the ones that we did go back and yeah. forth on to make sure that we got the and the ones right. that we we chose cost more money but sometimes you gotta pay more money to get a mm-hmm. good product that's true not but, always but most of the time but yeah we'll make sure to share that with folks and you know stay tuned because we're gonna find other creative ways to make sure that how to money listeners out there can get their hands on a pair of, of how to money socks yep. but they look so good I'm, I'm really excited yeah and I just want to say one more thing on the front a lot of listeners they want us to create like a how to money store so we can sell cool how to money oh, tulip glasses that's and like you and I use here in the studio right that studio. You're, well, your cousin made right uh, yeah she, I mean she had them custom made she took our logo and they etched it on these tulip glasses so but the problem is we, we want we to avoid <laughs> shipping things out on a weekly basis to people who buy stuff right so we want to find somebody who can create exactly. on demand and drop ship we have not been able to find that especially for someone who creates beer glasses yeah. so if you're a if listener you, out there and yeah. you know of somebody you know of a business that does this and does it well we'd love to hear from you because yeah we don't mind um selling some cool how to money merch and we don't even care if we make money we just want you to be able to buy something that you enjoy and you think is cool um that exactly represents your affinity for a nerdy podcast but uh, uh so yeah if you if you know of a company that does this well please reach out to us how to money pod at gmail.com and yeah we'd love to hear your suggestions because yeah we think our little mugs are cool we think our our uh our new socks are cool can't wait to get them in the hands of folks and those are just going to be you know free with different giveaways that we do over the coming months but to um, the how to money elect those who are chosen the rare the few (laughs) right um but we would love to create some more stuff that people can buy if they wanted to um, just haven't found the right way to do it yeah hey by the way i've uh i finally been to costco here in atlanta like i've shared before how how, it uh it was good i took westy with me and we yeah we we definitely took our time we perused the items we got our free samples uh which was a lot of fun uh weston definitely enjoyed that (laughs) but uh so as i was walking through there what i realized though is that i don't have any bearing i don't have a history of knowing what's good to buy there like when we go to aldi we know okay this is good you avoid this you get this and this what are do you have a few items that are just amazing that are kind of like top top quality that are either kirkland sig or that's a tough question this could take up a whole podcast episode matt we might not get uh, to top three okay what are your top three like you got to get these three things okay well the costco hot dog you know that Um, but well i will say news this week the ceo of (laughs) costco was asked is the price of the hot dog going up oh yeah he gave a one word answer no it's it's an inflation hedge which i appreciate (laughs) (laughs) it is uh still the cheapest lunch in town you've got that on your side okay so i'm gonna skip that Okay, something so, like, well, let's say if you have a kid, if you have a baby, mm-hmm. um, the, the Costco infant formula is okay. great and it's pretty inexpensive. Neither of us, we're out of that stage, but uh, the Costco... Worth like, checking out, especially given all the 
formula shortages yeah. that, that we've experienced over yeah, the past few months. The interesting, some things at Costco are cheaper, especially things that are on clearance. Like last time I went, a 26 pack of Cliff Bars was on clearance for $10. Kate bought those. Okay. <laughs> $10, man. That's like the cheapest. And we legit I've ever use seen. those. Like we'll pack a bunch of them, you know, in, in the pack when we go for a hike. So, so. look look for yeah. things that end in 97 cents. You'll know that's on clearance. And if it's something that you're going to use, sometimes you can right. get like a, a killer deal. They're jelly. I don't know why, man. They're Kirkland Signature Jelly is you're a big fan of that. I've heard off you, the chain. Yeah, you, so you'll you'll bring a jar of that to the beach or so, you know, and it's got like the real strawberries and stuff in there. It puts to shame almost any <laughs> everything else. Like they comes prepackaged at Aldi or whatever uh, that calls itself jelly. Okay. Like it's they're not even on the same. Well, it's like, like they're preserves. They're, yeah, it's not just jelly. There's act there's actual fruit. Right, made with real fruit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hot dogs, formula, yeah. jelly. Is yeah, that, oh, those are a few well, things. Tires are another items. good thing when when tires oh, are on sale. Yeah. That's a good place to get tires, especially because you can get the rotation and balance and, so and you get that done for free anytime right. you want that's right yeah how often do the tires go on sale like um, once a year uh, no no m- much more than that so I'll keep that in mind because bef- up until now i've always gone to the local garage uh in our old neighborhood and they also do the free rotation and balancing anytime you want and oftentimes they'll do a, a free patch repair but good to know that i can count on yeah, costco. costco do free patch repairs too Ooh, so yeah. okay free plugs and patches keep that in mind uh appreciate the tips yeah man. and and we could keep going and maybe maybe we'll just do a, a warehouse club episode one of these days Okay, well, let's let's uh, move on, Matt. Let's get to the Friday flight stories we found interesting this week because there's a lot of stuff to cover, uh, not just cheap hot dogs, but I, I just gross. <laughs> real quick follow up to uh, Wednesday's episode, Matt. We talked about thriving during an economic downturn, and I was just noodling it yesterday after we released that episode, and I was like, man, one thing we didn't mention that actually was worth mentioning is is house hacking. That is such a great way for folks to curb costs and create income. Let's say we do enter a recessionary environment. We, we might be hitting that point. Well, uh, we also might not, but it's it's really it's the only way we know that you can live for, for free or close to free where your housing costs um, can be significantly covered. Yeah. And so if that's something you're interested in learning more about, episode 445, we covered that with with Craig Kerlop. And yeah, he talked about a bunch of different ways you can get started. I think that's one of those things. That's one of those practical things that for a lot of people when they're like, okay, but I, no, I need to make drastic changes if you've lost your job or if you really are, you're just more worried about uh, a pre- precarious financial position that you might be in. House hacking is something that a lot of folks can implement. Yeah. It's, it's not always convenient or easy, but it can definitely be lucrative. Well, yeah, it can move the needle in a big way, right? Like, like if you're trying to make some big changes to your finances, you're not going to get there by clipping coupons. Right. It's going to be, you know, tackling some of these bigger items like housing. And I wanted to also share house hacking. I think it's something that a lot of us have already done. We just haven't called it house hacking. But like, think back to when you're in college, you probably had a roommate. Oh, yeah. Like having a roommate is a way to house hack. And oftentimes we think that that's something that you can only or that you should only do when you're a student or when you're younger or when you're, in, you know, when you're in college. But I think if you are a single adult, having a roommate is an awesome way to not only make your life maybe a little more rewarding and enriching by introducing some social interaction, but it's a great way to save some money as well. And, and not even if you're single, I know multiple couples who have had roommates in their house after they were married. And I think... You might think that that's not for you, but I think it could be not only a great way to save money, but you might even find out that it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think it's worth mentioning. Don't shut it down out of hand, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dude, in news that we hate to see, we saw that the monthly savings rate, it's back to historic lows. 
Americans are now tapping their excess savings in large part to combat higher prices. There's actually still what economists refer to as excess savings hanging around. Um, but that's actually, that's an interesting term. It's a curious term, isn't <laughs> because, it? Because, uh, you know, considering our nation's historically meager savings habits, some excess is actually in order. Like, we would encourage that. We think that that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Who who out there has uh, excess savings? Like, uh, contact me and send it my way. Like, I, I've never heard anybody talk about it like that. I know it's a kind of quirky economic term, but... Have you ever had a friend who's like, man, I got excess savings. I'm From just... an economic standpoint, it's beyond the amount that Americans typically hold right, in their exactly. accounts. But the uh, the monthly savings rate, though, it's back now in the uh, not so great 5% range. Uh, this is according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis. And, you know, we're not saying that it's easy to save uh, money right now, but to be back near all-time lows when it comes to how much folks are able to set aside in their bank accounts is a little frightening. Folks are taking on more and more credit card debt to get by. Saving less than spending more, it's, it's going to take you in the opposite direction of financial freedom. While everyone else is around you spending that quote-unquote excess savings, you might want to hold on to it. I guess it was maybe too much to ask of folks to maintain their frugal ways that we've all experienced over the past year. It's a bit Pollyannish. Because on the surface, it looked like our outlook, or at least our current conditions, had changed. But when you don't change the underlying habits, we're going to quickly just revert yeah. back to the, the norm. I remember in the aftermath of the Great Recession, certain really smart people saying, these habits are going to stick. And I remember thinking, I just don't think that's going to happen. And and it didn't. People started uh, after a little while where they started to handle money better because they were forced to, they quickly lost that knack. And so yeah. the habit didn't stick around. And, and so we hate to see that. We'd, we want to see people um, saving more of their money. We want to see people, 5% is terrible. Like nobody should be saving 5% of their money. We think people should be saving and investing a minimum of 15% of what they bring in. Yeah. Like we want to we want to see that savings rate take higher in your life, even if nationally on the average, it's going down. And, and on that note, Matt, a recent survey from LendingTree drives home our national inability to save well. 26% of individuals surveyed by LendingTree said that it's worth it to go into debt in order to go see a show, in order to go see a concert. And um, I'm sure you're not surprised. Concerts on credit, baby. <laughs> yeah, we think this is a really <laughs> bad idea. You should be saving up for bigger purchases instead. Matt, it makes me think about your goal to go to the World Cup. Was, and Was that a pun? Um, my goal. <laughs> your goal so, to go to the World the, Cup. Actually, I don't know if we've talked about this since they announced it. So it was a few weeks ago that they announced the host cities for That's the right. World Cup We're here in one, baby. And of course, Atlanta is going to have at least one, maybe even more World Cup matches. But back in 20. 2020, we talked about this because there were rumors. And I had looked at what the previous World Cup tickets were going for. Was it in Russia? I forget where it was. But it's it's thousands of dollars. Like, they are not cheap tickets. We'll call it the country that cannot be named. (laughs) That's true. Um, But basically, I started saving then. I started chipping away a small amount of money into a little savings bucket. And by the time that World Cup rolls around, man, it is not going to be difficult for me to plunk down the money. Again, it's going to cost a lot of money. But I actually checked recently. I've got a little under $2,000 in that account to be able to put towards that I am not going to be going into debt in order to go to the World Cup. Yeah, and and most most, uh, concerts don't get announced as far in advance as the World Cup, but still like Tours get announced months and months ahead of time. Yeah. And so it gives you time. Well enough time for you to you know, set aside yeah. 50, 60 bucks and for tickets a nice show. to the show you want to go to are probably not as expensive as World Cup tickets either. Mm, so no. you can hopefully save it more quickly. Definitely not. But just one more quick tip too on that front. Um, besides just saving up to make sure you're not going into debt to go to a fun show. 
buying at the box office often saves you huge money in fees, Matt. It makes me think... Don't you love Ticketmaster? <laughs> what's what's the other one? The worst. What, Live Nation? Live Nation, yeah. Or maybe they're the same. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I hate them both. Yes. Uh, or if they're the same, I hate it. Uh, that entity. <laughs> I hate it two times. <laughs> but uh, we went to see Nate Bargatze, comedian at the Fox Theater in mm-hmm. Atlanta, Awesome show, by the way. Nate is super hilarious. And I drove over to the Fox to, I could have biked, I should have biked, um, to get those tickets at the box office because it saved us something like $56 in fees for four tickets. Ridiculous. It was well worth it. So those are the kind of things where, uh, yeah, a lot of box offices, there's no charge if you buy it in person Uh, same thing with the music venue that was closest to where we used to live it was like great if you go before the show an hour ahead of time before any show right you can pick up future tickets and you can avoid those fees so that's something we we suggest if you want to kind of lower the overall cost of that concert you're going to good way to lower the cost of entertainment in your life man let's talk about investing because the stock market it's still roughly 20 percent off all-time highs and you know we we know that it's been gut-wrenching for a lot of folks especially if you are nearing retirement or if you are already in retirement. But that being said, for everybody else, we don't think this is a bad thing. Uh, Like we've said, it's actually good for folks in the wealth building phase of their lives to experience some stock market downturns. We kind of talked about this on Wednesday. Uh, But when the market retreats, a lot of folks, they they start to get antsy. You know, they they feel like they have to do something. Uh, But we should... Uh, probably adopt with the the British mantra of uh, uh, keep calm and carry on. This is a <laughs> stiff thro- upper lip, a throwback to 2012. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why why did that become such a big thing in our just in the I don't even know. Guys, that's I, a good question. I don't know either. I don't yeah. know what facilitated it, but keep calm, carry on with your investing. Uh, doing something different isn't the answer. If if you want to increase what you are already doing, you are already investing. If say you had a windfall, if you've got some extra savings on hand, it might be worth considering how you can make the most of an economic downturn like we talked about again on Wednesday and look to increase the amount you're investing but you do not want to change your investing strategy in the midst of something like this. Yes, exactly. It's it's like changing your fire escape plan in the middle of a fire. You're like, I don't know if this works anymore. You should probably go with what you know what you've practiced, right? Exactly. And, and so another bad thing, Matt, that people are doing in a down market is they're, is they're looking at their 401k statement. They're checking their balance to see how things are going and newsflash for basically everyone it's not it's not going well but when it comes to peaking at your balance you know statistical evidence actually shows that long-term investors fare better when they opt not to look at their statements or to log into their accounts for like that up-to-minute information on how things are going basically the more often you check the more you're going to be confronted with the crummy reality of how things are going right now and that takes a psychological toll and so access to, to technology that allows us to invest uh, really simply, we think that's great. But the flip side is that it's easier than ever to, I don't know, become kind of a, a helicopter parent for your <laughs> for your Fidelity app or your Robinhood app or your M1 app, wherever you're going in to check your investments. And so that can impact your future returns because it's uh, going to make you more likely to make a bad choice. And that's why we recommend having a written investment plan, right? Because if you put pen to paper, uh, there's a greater chance that you're going to stick with the methodology that you have set out for yourself 
wealth. And so, and so putting on the, the proverbial blindfold for your investments for the time being is probably going to help you sleep better. And it's going to make you a better investor. It's going to make you just less anxious overall. You, yeah. You said helicopter parenting. Maybe you should adopt more of a free range parenting approach to, right. to your investments. Exactly. It's, it's not that you are putting the blindfold on and you completely don't care about them anymore. You're just going to give them a little, a little bit of room to make yeah. some mistakes, a right? longer leash. There's going to be some bumps. There's going to be some scrapes and bruises in the same way that there's, there are going to be some downturns in the market. Like you, you might even have an ER visit in your future, <laughs> but that's just all a part of being a parent. And in the same way, there is volatility that we experience with our investments. And so just understand that that is a part of living life. Um, but I agree, like it does suck to lose money. Um, but keep in mind, if you don't sell, you haven't lost anything yet. And also recognize that what you're putting in is far more important than the current performance that you are experiencing because you're buying while the stocks are on sale. Um, and so that's something else we've got to keep, keep in mind. We are still in a market that is down significantly. And just because we have been here for a while, I, I don't want that to be something that we get used to. It's still a great opportunity for folks to invest. Because if you are a long-term investor in the wealth building phase of your life, these current stock market gyrations shouldn't have no impact on your behavior. Um, and you know, while we're talking about focusing on the things that you have control over, we should note that fees are something that you should be far more concerned about rather than the volatility of the market. Pew Research, they just wrote a long form article about how these smaller fees, how they can cost investors billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 1% fee might, might seem like a small thing, but it could cost you hundreds of thousands of, of dollars over time. So let's translate that into what that looks like in your actual life. This means that you could, you might have to end up working five years longer than you have planned. And delaying retirement, maybe you're like, I'm, I want to retire at 65. And it's like, well, I can't retire until 70. And the, the extra fees that you paid, if you had just changed that out earlier on mm-hmm. in your investing career, it wouldn't have come to that. So instead of focusing on near-term results, we would rather you focus on the fundamentals, which are how much you're contributing to your retirement accounts, and then how you can get those fees down. And actually, speaking of fees, the next story that we're going to get to right after the break has to do with more fees in our life. We will get to our ludicrous headline of the week right after this break. probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. 
It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out cachava. Just go to cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're (laughs) You're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, let's keep this Friday flight rolling, Matt. Uh, we got some more let's interesting stories do it. to get to, including one uh, after after this next story. Let's talk about something that affects almost no one. Um, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I want to stick around for that. That's kind of, it's interesting still. But uh, let's get to our ludicrous headline of the week before we do that. And this one is from the Wall Street Journal, and it reads, AT&T and Verizon raise prices and test consumer budgets. Here's the thing. If you're on Lame. one of those, I know, older AT&T plans or Verizon plans, they just raised rates by $6 or $12 a month, depending on whether you're a, a solo customer or you're on a family plan. And so what I think AT&T did it first, and then Verizon said, ooh, ooh, me too, let me do it, let me do it. <laughs> and so they they basically matched the same, the same increase that AT&T instituted. And so uh, the, these two companies, they're also, they're not just content to do that, they're upping the tiny little fees that are also associated with almost every cell phone bill out there. Uh, they're adding less than a dollar per line 
But still, that adds up. Let's say you are in a family plan, five or six people. Not only are you getting that uh, six to twelve dollar a month increase, but then that almost a dollar per line increase on top of it, which adds up. So yeah. fifteen, twenty bucks a month. That's not nothing. nothing. To, yeah, it, it's significant, right? Yes. And and not to mention, they're just the two most expensive players in the beginning to start with. And so if you're still doing business with one of these companies, check your bill again, take a look and see if you have had a a price uh, increase recently implemented. And if you have, and even if you haven't, it's smart to migrate to a company that actually wants to compete for your business. Now it's it's even more necessary than ever. So our advice to you, if you're an AT&T or a Verizon customer, is to start shopping ASAP. Yeah. Dude, honestly, like in my mind, I don't understand how these companies can do something like this because again, they are already more expensive than some of the other customers. Um, I feel like this would be like the final straw, like the last straw that would break the camel's back that would would get people to abandon ship. They still have tens of millions of customers each, a lot of corporate clients. Those are the people taking a lot of this and not batting an eye, but individual consumers should be leaving in droves. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's because everyone else within the cell phone space has been lowering prices. Uh, often while adding additional benefits, right? Like like more data, even on the lower tier plans, um, but not AT&T, not Verizon, not these gargantuan old school players. Uh, and so if you are with Verizon or AT&T, there's like a 99% chance that you should be moving on. But where should you go if you're just now realizing that you could say 50, 75 bucks a month, Mint Mobile, Google Fi, Invisible, they are the, the top three out there in our opinion. Uh, we've actually got an article breaking down the pros and the cons of these different plans up on the website at howtomoney.com. We'll make sure to link to that story. Yeah, save a ton of money. Go to a company that has better service, better prices, and fewer fees. And all right, man, let's get to that story that affects probably very few How to Money listeners. The price of a postage stamp now costs two cents more. People send mail some still? Some people do. Yeah, yeah, some people do. Not, like, not much, but I mean, literally... There's some stamps on your desk, literally. Li- right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I stuck a forever stamp on an envelope today to pay our uh, our quarterly corporate taxes. Okay, there you go. So occasionally people do, even <laughs> millennials and Gen Z have to requires use... Requires you to <laughs> send in actual mail. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, my guess is is that most of our listeners aren't sending too much mail, but but if they do, it's going to cost them just a bit more. And, and fortunately, you just mentioned forever stamps. If you have forever stamps on hand those will still work uh, that's the way to do it man yeah but as you're seeing these like costco right, hot dogs and forever stamps yes, yes. <laughs> best hedges against inflation that's right that's right <laughs> but some folks may be, might be like oh man i need to go stock up on some of those forever stamps before those prices increase even more well now nah, that's probably unnecessary unless you're like a, a big user of stamps yeah right oh i mean if you're gonna buy a booklet or whatever you buy them in like the sheets whatever it wouldn't hurt to buy a few extra because i mean the prices are only going to be going up sure and so if you know that you are going to be mailing you know sending mail in the next f- several years i don't think it would hurt you don't need to go out of your way to do it it's Shouldn't like you're not saving that much money put like 500 bucks in stamps or like that. <laughs> no well, maybe an extra 10 bucks yeah uh well it's interestingly enough matt i think the the pricing model for usps is, is kind of broken and the postmaster general has talked about how that's the case and so i i, I wouldn't be surprised to see some stiff price hikes um, and I think that actually that would be a good thing, right? So that the USPS can kind of sure. continue that mission. So they, they can become solvent. Can become solvent. <laughs> yes, that would be, I think that would be a good thing. I would love to see stamps cost a dollar or more, honestly. Sure. And, and that might even stem the tide of the junk mail that we receive sure. in our mailboxes. I, like I know marketers, they get that discounted rate when you're sending bulk mail or whatever. But still think about the, like when I come home from work, I check the mail and three out of four pieces of mail go 
straight into the trash. Yeah. Like it's just such a waste of paper. And I think that maybe if they increase the rates of what it costs to mail stuff, that might cause those marketers to send it maybe via email, which I would be happier to click on subscribe there than yes. just to throw something in the trash. Yeah. I mean, I think when, recycling. when things are subsidized, we're going to see more of them. And the U.S. mail system has largely been subsidized. And if we paid the actual freight, you know, with the, the price of stamps, the price of sending goods uh, across the country to our relatives for Christmas or whatever it is, then you're right. Uh, companies and individuals will start to kind of shift their habits. That's right. Uh, let's talk about crypto because a How to Money listener reached out to us and was actually asking us about this because it sounded like he might, unfortunately, have some of his money on this platform. But, I mean, we've talked about this before. Just generally speaking, the crypto space has kind of been a nightmare this year. Uh, and digital asset firm Voyager, they filed for bankruptcy recently. The FDIC they are looking into some of its marketing practices because basically folks were led to believe that the money they parked with Voyager was actually insured by the FDIC. But it turns out that it's a bit unclear as the dust is settling. There's a chance that any cash deposited with Voyager might not be returned to customers, but everyone should be getting their US dollar deposits back after a fraud prevention process with its partnership bank. But the fact is there is no guarantee that any crypto that users held via the Voyager platform will be returned back to them uh, because crypto isn't an insured. It's not a regulated asset like stocks and ETFs. We wanted to share the story because we feel like there's a couple lessons here. Firstly, crypto coins and crypto apps, they are still the freaking Wild West. Be careful. Uh, the money that you invest there, not only is it subject to the crazy volatility that you see within the crypto space, but entire platforms could potentially fold and you have no recompense. There's no guarantee that you have the ability to get any of that money back that was invested. Yeah, Voyager isn't the first and they won't be the last, is my guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're saying if there's a, if they get bought out, basically, like within this bankruptcy process, uh, as they restructure, and if somebody comes in and decides to kind of scoop up all of their, their customers, all of the clients, that they'll get a bunch of Voyager coins which is basically Ooh, like a fun. slap, <laughs> a total slap in the face. And then you can give those to all your relatives for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, what would you actually do with those? They're completely worthless. That's like the same as Chuck E. Cheese tokens or something <laughs> like that. Although those are probably even more valuable. Because there's nostalgia associated with it. Whereas <laughs> right. there are no good feelings associated with the Voyager platform. Uh, but then secondly, when it comes to where you're parking some cash, FDIC insurance is really important. Uh, keep an eye out for that because we want you to do business directly with a bank that has it, not a neobank that works with another bank uh, that they are partnering with. So actual banks that we like are Discover, banks like Ally or CIT, uh, the, the Marcus account. We would much rather see your money, your cash parked there. Not only is it going to be a little safer, but you're also going to be less tempted to perhaps speculate that money because it's already sitting there in a crypto investing platform and you think, well, or I could take that money and throw it in some brand new coin and then you end up losing it all. And so we would much rather you invest that in a more traditional bank, but not too traditional, yeah. right? We're kind of going, going the Goldilocks approach here. You want, it to, you want it to be just right. You don't want the old brick and mortar, but you also don't want a neobank. You want somebody like CIT. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, Matt, it's been kind of fun to see rates rising on savings accounts consistently oh, speaking of over CIT. the past couple of months. And CIT just announced 1.65%. Oh my gosh. And I think... Uh, they're, they're killing it. That's half a percent above Ally, which is another one of the best mm -hmm. online banks. So we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. But still, yeah, if you're looking for a place to park savings, it's still not keeping up with inflation or anywhere close to it, but it's better than what the big banks are offering Absolutely. by a long shot. Uh, I mean, let's talk about uh, something else that inflation is having an impact on, and that is the 
cost of cars. And uh, we just got the new headline number for inflation. It's more than 9% year over year, which is disconcerting. But uh, rising costs combined with a chip shortage meant that both new and used cars got filthy expensive, really, over the past, what, 18 months. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> there's new data out from from Edmonds, and they said that the average cost of a new car is now more than 47 thousand dollars and the new average monthly payment has crossed the seven hundred dollar a month threshold which i don't even understand honestly that that kind of (laughs) yeah i don't even know how people do that or why people do that that's mind-boggling when we when you look at so many other personal finance numbers you look at the savings rate or something like that uh which is hovering near five percent and then you see that well no wonder it's getting soaked up by Mm -hmm. massive car payments from so many people Um, higher interest rates they're not helping out with that monthly payment either Uh, almost 13 percent of buyers matt ended up signing on the deadline uh agreeing to a monthly payment that exceeds a thousand dollars for their vehicle that's insane we talked about how gas prices are impacting all of us but even with the outsized impact of higher prices on that front americans are just punching themselves in the gut by signing up for car payments <laughs> that are close to the size of a mortgage. Like, uh, so here's what we would say. One, new cars, most of the time, not a great idea for most folks. Keeping the cost of transportation low in your life, not doing what everyone else is doing on this front, it's just going to have a significant impact on your ability to save and to invest and to build wealth. We want you to aim for a household car payment of zero. Yes, zero when everyone else is getting into four-digit car payments. And that's the average loan, Matt. Some some families might have $1,500, $1,800 a month in car notes uh, that they're paying. That's insane. That, of course, is going to massively affect your ability to reach financial independence. And it would seem like if the, the smallest thing goes wrong in your financial life, that you're poised in a precarious position having those loans you know, in your life. Yeah. And the way that you are able to have a, a car payment at $0 a month is by paying cash. And that yeah. is, is, is totally possible. Which might mean it's, you have to drive an older, less sexy car. Absolutely. I, like, I know it's it's harder than it was four, year, four or five years ago to, to buy a solid vehicle, you know, around $5,000. But I guarantee, actually, I would love, we would love to hear from listeners who have purchased a car in the, in the past two or three years, because I know it is possible. And I would love to hear some of the different deals that folks have gotten under $10,000. I would love to know how much you paid, what you're driving and yeah. how you feel about it too, because I know that puts you just in a much stronger position than if you did have a ridiculous car payment that you're, you're making every Let's single month. Let's get a thread going in the Facebook group because oh, I that'd think be that, that'd be, I'd be, I'd love to hear people's stories of, yeah, the inexpensive cars they've got that we, we just had someone post actually in there recently. Hey, I just hit a hundred thousand miles on the odometer. And then other people start posting. Some right. people are well, 240, you know, and, <laughs> uh, I think I just passed 170 or something like that. Nice. And so, yeah, my goal is to hit 200 with this van, if, if not a whole lot more. And let's go ahead and get to our last story now. It turns out that most folks dread budgeting. This is according to a survey to a study by Fidelity. 57% of folks, to be exact, dread budgeting. And one in three people surveyed would rather clean their bathroom than budget. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand these people at all because I can think of no better way than spending 15 minutes a week than sitting down and figuring out where you have spent your money. I can see no better You're you're also the weirdo that loves cleaning your toilet too, so. I don't, actually. (laughs) I I appreciate 
appreciate a clean toilet, but I don't. I don't mind cleaning the toilet. I hate cleaning the bathtub. Like those are the worst in my mind. Oh well, you, you're kind of like a taller guy, and so you I, get I on your knees you and getting stuff. down yeah. there, yeah. and you're like, these corners are too tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, what better way than to proactively decide and dictate where your dollars are going to go? Uh, I personally think that yeah, forget your toilet, forget the bathtub. Instead, spend that time, spend time in Excel, Numbers, <laughs> Mint, Google Sheets, whatever your software or platform of choice is going to be. But for all of the folks who, who actually find themselves among that number of folks who dread it, we actually want to talk with our friend Jordan Grummets uh, about this. He talks about non-budgeting in his book. We're going to talk with him on Monday's episode. Uh, that's actually just one of the many topics that we'll cover. So we hope to see you back here then. Uh, we're also going to talk a decent bit about death. So yeah, brace yourselves. Jordan was a hospice doctor and he wrote a book about kind of living life to the fullest in light of mm-hmm. our the eventual reality. And so it, it, it's a great book and it's, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Absolutely. Matt. So all right, well, we hope you have a great weekend. Clean your bathroom, do your budget. And <laughs> Wash your teeth. Right. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. So uh, Matt, until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.